Hello and welcome to Shea Spills Podcast. I'm your host, Shea Ikeishlan. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, this week's guest is Kevin Green. He is a Irish YouTube content creator. He is from Dublin and we talk about mostly YouTube um, and creating and like how his popular videos went well with people and then some didn't but we had a crack talking about things and unexpectedly talk about musicals which uh some of his viewers would be wondering what anyway here is the episode and i hope you guys all enjoy every time okay so for anyone who doesn't know you who you are introduce Um. yourself yeah, sorry, I cut you off there. Sorry, I'm no, a you're bit fine. Nervous. Uh, my name is Kevin Green. I am a YouTuber, former podcaster, as we were discussing before, and I make YouTube video essays on video games because that's a well that hasn't been drained of content yet. But people seem to enjoy them. Uh, maybe people would remember me for my Bioshock video. That was pretty popular even though I hate it. <laughs> or uh, I think my Dark Souls video is pretty popular as well. Uh, so it's just fun little videos where I look at a thing and go, hey, this game's pretty good and you should play it because of these reasons. Um, and so far, people have been pretty jazzed on it. I think I broke 500 subs there last week, the week before, uh, as of recording this. <laughs> 518. I wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to break 500 for before my birthday, which was uh, in September. And I think on the week up to it, I had done it like I'd hit 500. And I tweeted that and I lost four subs. Oh, which... no. Oh yeah, like immediate knife twist. I didn't know if people were like actively looking at my Twitter and I don't know. That's the narcissist in me coming out and being like, they're sabotaging me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think people are jazzed on it. Uh or like at least the people that have watched, and it's kinda interesting because I've been doing YouTube on and off now for ten years, I wanna say, and this is the thing that's kind of stuck and it really weirdly has worked out <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> um, um yeah how did you get into youtube how did started? i get into youtube well back when i was 16 i just had nothing to do and no money and a semi-decent mic and i'd done a course it was like a one-day course in transition year for do you remember those like really crappy like 3d like go animate softwares where you can make little cartoons and that yeah like it was bad and i was bad at them uh so I was doing that for fun uh and fell off of it just because i'd run out of ideas over the course of like a year and then when i was in college so from like i guess ages like 19 to about like 22 i had a sketch group with three other guys, uh, one of whom would later go on to be in my podcast with me. Uh, and then that kind of petered out just because one of us lived in like Navin. I was working, so there was no real time to sort of get together. Like it just wasn't feasible anymore. Like, and it sucked because they were fun to do and we enjoyed doing them. It's just one, they weren't getting an audience, and two, it was just not happening for us. So I think it was maybe like two, three years ago, I was watching, I was watching a ton of stuff, really. Uh, there were a ton of people I was really into. Uh, specifically, I was really into that guy, High Top Films. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff on YouTube, but he does these amazing video essays, mainly on superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, that's really cool. I want to try that. Um, and I did, I did a video on Bioshock and people were, you know, it, it, it got a pretty medium response for, or not a medium, a pretty decent response for a channel that at the time had like 20 subs. And, um, I remember I was working on other stuff. Like there was maybe like nine months in between my first and second upload, just because the second video I wasn't really happy with. And... I put it out. Uh, people were kind of half in, half out. Like they were like, "You're kind of too jokey in this, and it's not really there." So I went back to the drawing board, 
And I can't remember what my third video is off the top of my head. I think it's Metal, Metal Gear. Gear. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's the Metal yeah. Gear Solid one. Yeah. So Sorry, I have Metal... your YouTube videos up. <laughs> Sweet. Someone has the cheat sheet. I should know just off the top of my head, but I don't, sadly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd done Metal Gear Solid, and I think everything kind of fell into place. And in and around the time I was doing the over Outer Worlds. Yeah, the Outer Worlds video. I was on, you know that subreddit, R Should I Buy This Game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was on that one, and someone was looking for RPGs. Like, I want to play, like, an RPG. I don't know, you know, what's good. I've played this, this, and that. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I wrote, like, maybe, like, an eight-paragraph, like, essay to this guy on, like, every single RPG he could currently play on a PC and why each of them were good. And that, for some reason, got, like, something like 2,000 upvotes. And this had never happened to me before. Like, usually I'd get, like, maybe, like, one, two max. Uh, but for some reason, people were like, oh, hey, this is pretty good. And someone in the thread said, hey, you should have a YouTube channel. I said I did. And overnight, I went from, like, 20 subs to, like, 200. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, like I just linked them the, I want to say it was the Bioshock video. And then that one blew up and it kept on getting views and then they trickled down into the other ones. And then I was just like, okay, I guess this is a hobby I have now. <laughs> uh, so I think that, that's kind of where we started to where we're at. There's, there's a few false starts. There's, you know, working out some issues uh, personally through it. Like, I think... I think I really started to hit my stride with the Metal Gear after like a breakup. Like it was the only thing I was doing at the time. <laughs> like I would just go home and work on the Metal Gear video. Um, and, you know, I wasn't probably processing my emotions properly, but I was working on something I really enjoyed. <laughs> so that's that's something, you know, um, like I'm sure you, you know yourself when you're working on something that isn't probably giving back as much as you know you might expect it to for the amount of effort you're putting into mm, it, yeah. it can kind of suck but then there's like some days where you work on something and you're like this is really good and i'm actually proud of it <laughs> yeah um have you ever tried streaming i have i don't do it currently just because i'm in a house with like four other people and with the settings i have here i probably get like less than 20 megs a second so it drops out it's temperamental i want to get into it like if i were to move to my own place or to have like a wired modem um i'd really want to get into it like i've tried a few times with like a few other people um and i think maybe that's what i'm missing i i kind of like to have like another voice to bounce off of uh and i think that's something you you get in streaming is that there is like sort of if you're doing it well i should say uh yeah. and you have like a chatty chat you have like another sort of source to like bounce off of mm -hmm. um which is why I like the the streamers i kind of like you know constantly engage in chatter even the let's players i was into were usually like a group like game grumps or funhouse because you kind of always constantly have someone to to bounce off of and even though like what i'm doing now is kind of for the most part a singular or at least looks to be a singular effort uh i do want to work with people like that's i get jazzed kind of interacting uh with others in a space where we're all kind of like you know, this game's pretty sick and here's why I like it. And I think maybe that's the, that's why the videos have taken off. I think people get a sense that I actually give a shit about what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to, you know, a lot of people have, have asked me sometimes in comments like, oh, are you going to talk about this game? And it's like, I don't want to talk about that because I either don't like it or I don't have any opinions. And I don't really like being mean about games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really like to kind of jump on the bandwagon of this is something that sucks and here's why we're all going to hate on it. <laughs> I wouldn't give my opinion on something that I don't know of either if it was a game. Oh, 100%. Because then you're just going to run into like people being like, this is why you don't get it. And it's like, I'm sorry you asked. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. What like, I'll, I'll give I'll give like a game like... Uh, maybe two or three hours like max and if it's not clicking with me then i just got to admit that i don't like it and that's not necessarily to say and i think 
you know, with, with games, you get a lot of people that are like super passionate about, you know, a particular franchise or entry or whatever. And when you say, I don't like this, a lot of people take that as you're, you have bad taste in games. Whereas I'm constantly trying to come from the angle of, I don't like this, but I'd like to hear about why you do rather than tell you why I don't. Um, and, you know, sometimes that works. Sometimes you'd like look at something in a completely different angle of to why it works and maybe why it's popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, has been, what has been your most memorable uh, moments you remember from your first few months of uploading on YouTube? That's a tough one. There, there's been a few really cool ones. Uh, I remember I did a video on Near Automata. It was a game I'd absolutely loved and I'd gotten into it because this artist I really like on Twitter called Helixal Alchemy, who's a, an Irish artist, um, kept tweeting about it and it looked really cool. I was just like, this looks badass. And I remember I was just like, I'll give it a shot. Like it was on sale on uh, Amazon one day. I got it for like maybe like 40 quid or something. So it was like 20 quid off. And it was absolutely incredible. Like it was, it felt like something that had been made for me. And when it came time to, I want to make a video about this. I remember like, this is going to be a shot in the dark. She will probably say no. And I said, Hey, do you mind if, if, you know, I use some of your near artwork in my video and like, I'll totally credit you. And, you know, I'm willing to pay any like costs for buying the art packs. And she's like, no, dude, go ahead. (laughs) I was just like, oh my God. And it was really cool. And I got to talk to her a few times and she was just really, really nice about that sort of stuff. Uh, My GoldenEye video got retweeted by Grant Kirkcope, who was the composer um, for the game, which was really, really cool. Um, And then just, uh, you know, obviously breaking like a thousand views on Bioshock was a bit weird and then (laughs) more recently it broke like 10 and i was just like what the fuck (laughs) so there's there's been a few um and then just other projects that you know may not have been uh, you know there's no outward reason why i would like them as much as i do but there's been some stuff i've worked on and i'm like i love everything about this um the yakuza and the spider-man video specifically I remember being like, it, there's there's nothing I don't really like about this. You know, there's stuff I've changed on now that if I was to make them again, I'd probably change. But I remember at the time, being like, this is the best. Like, I love working on this and I love that I'm going to have a chance to talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's those have been the most memorable ones, I suppose. Uh, what's your process and planning for your streams and socials? That's a that's a tough one. I think people constantly ask me, how do you how do you make what you do? And I don't think there's any real straight line. I don't want to sound like a pretentious dickhead, but <laughs> um there's there's really not like sometimes you just have like a shower thought moment where you're like, oh hey, I don't think anybody's talked about this from this perspective. And then it's literally like getting pen to paper. Cause that's how I usually write. Like I'll usually script out all my notes and then I'll be like, okay, there's something in here. And then it's putting it from pen to paper to, you know, keyboard uh, and screen. And then from there, it's like working out like, okay, well, how am I actually going to make this? Cause I've got words. Now I need pictures. Um, and then, you know, finally going to capture the game and putting it all together on a timeline. I think the editing probably is the smoothest part because of how much planning has gone into it pre-planned. I think right now the video I'm working on is probably the the messiest it's been in a while just because it's a bit more uh it's it's pretty different what I'm working on. So it's more of a long-winded process than anything else and when it gets to social it's okay, how can I apply this to like what reddits does this apply to what discords does it apply to how can i you know kind of make it stand out um but also kind of i think that's that's the one thing that kind of annoys me about youtube is the fact that a lot of the time when you try to stand out you make it like too clickbaity 
which kind of sucks because I, you know, I, I've had that. Like, I think my Dark Souls video, if you look at the thumbnail, it looks super clickbaity. Um, and it is entitled as well. But I think contextually, you know, I make a point, but I have run into the issue where people are like, oh, you're wrong. Dark Souls doesn't need easy mode because fucking whatever. Sorry, I shouldn't curse. <laughs> no, you shouldn't curse. I've been saying to everyone every episode. <laughs> I should have said uh, it before. Sometimes. I don't know. It's it's fine. I'm just trying to consciously not do it. Like uh, <laughs> I do it. A, I I do it a lot um, in my personal life, and I feel like I've tried to keep it out of my videos as much as possible. Um, for for no real reason. I don't think too many people get upset if I if I drop an f bomb or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, <laughs> And I'm not trying to, you know, make a broad as video as possible. I think they're very niche in what they are. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's I'm just holding myself to a weird standard. Uh, my point <laughs> was that even with all that planning, you're still going to run into someone who will just, you know, kind of click on your thumbnail absentmindedly and leave a comment without really, you know, watching the piece. Um I got a really mean comment on the Dark Souls video as well, and it just made me laugh because I could tell immediately he hadn't watched the video. Um, and I also didn't understand what a soy boy cook was until I had to go to Urban Dictionary, so that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't even know what that is, so... Me, neither did I, and then I was just like, I don't understand how I'm a cook for talking about Dark Souls and agreeing with your point. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> And, um, yeah, gosh. Hmm. What has been? Uh, what was your first video game you ever played? Uh, that is probably Sonic the Hedgehog three on my cousin's couch. Um, when when I was a kid, my cousins who we would like see every like Sunday after mass just to reveal how Irish I am. Um, we'd go back to their house and we'd have like breakfast, but they had a a Sega Mega Drive, and I remember just being enamored with Sonic the Hedgehog, which, if you're a kid, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and 3 uh, are your first game and you're playing with your cousins, is great, because Tails is immortal, so you don't have to get upset about dying constantly over and over and over again in a game that's pretty hard, <laughs> if I'm quite honest. Um, it, who is your favorite video game character? Uh... Oh, that's that's tough. I don't want to say Spider Man because he's not technically a video game character. Like I, I like, say that. I like that interpretation Spider of Spider Man. I think it's really spot on. Um, oh dang, this is this is tough. You'd think I'd say like Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank because I just did a video on them, but I'm trying to. There's there's someone there's someone. You know what? I think I think I'm gonna go a bit boring and say uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Um, I know like you have like a lot of control over him as a as a player, um, but I think what's interesting and why that game is still sort of stood out is you know it's a it's a game of self discovery, um, and a lot of times you think you know who Cloud is and you know why he acts the way he is. Um, and then as the story progresses, you constantly try to like uncover layers about what's actually going on in his head and how fucked up and ultimately uh, lonely he is as an individual. Like he's he's really, really messed up. Like I think the first three discs of the game, he doesn't really know who he is. Um and like the last sort of like anytime someone says something about Cloud, he kind of takes it as fact. And it's kind of trying to break that cycle of other people telling him what he is and should be and how he should act. And I think that's kind of a uh, pretty powerful lesson for a game that looks like it's made out of Lego bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's something that like the remake has nailed necessarily. I think uh, they've kind of lost a bit of the luster of Cloud. Uh, but I think he's an interesting character and I think there's a reason why people have kind of rallied behind Final Fantasy 7 all these years. What would your uh, there's a if you you played a game that everyone loved but you didn't seem to like it. Oh no. 
But no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers for anyone. No spoilers. Because uh, I can't spoil it because and people are going to give me shit about this. Uh, I can't finish it uh, because I really don't enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lose a lot of cred because the game I'm talking about is Skyrim. Ooh. Yeah. I have played Skyrim. And a lot of people have said he hasn't even finished it. How can he say he doesn't like it? I played Skyrim at launch on the PS3, uh, and it was the only game I immediately traded back in after a day because I just wasn't getting it. Uh, I got it again for the Switch maybe like five years later, and I played maybe like 12 hours. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I played maybe like 12 hours of it, and... I had just finished all the the Dark Brotherhood, is it? They're the assassin guys. Um, and I was just like, is this it? Look, I just, I just don't, I don't get why people like it so much. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I've just never, never really connected with it on any level. I don't really necessarily like the world or the combat or the role-playing aspects feel a bit kind of light to me. But again, if people are like, and people do seem to like Skyrim, like a lot of people have told me it's their favorite game, and I'm like, more power to you. Um, but I just, I, and I, f- I feel like I'm the asshole, right? Because everyone seems to enjoy Skyrim, like everybody I've met and I've talked to and whatever. Um, and I don't know if it's just that Bethesda design, because here's a twofer. I also don't really like Fallout 4 or 3. <laughs> um, like the only kind of Bethesda RPG I've really I like Fallout New Vegas because it's really weird and I kind of get what it's going for. Uh, whereas like three and four and Skyrim and Oblivion, I just I don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if 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 people are mad at me, I'm really really sorry. Um, tell me why you like these games. I'm not saying they're bad, uh, but. Again, I'm an idiot, so I probably just don't get them. Don't say that. <laughs> Thank you. That's you have so to, because then they're like, oh, we need to explain to them. And then they <laughs> you, and you're like, oh, I get it now. And then I can go back to not playing Skyrim. Because <laughs> I don't uh, like it. I, I also heard the ooh when I said Skyrim. Well, no, see, I don't, I haven't played Skyrim, so I can't say much. Or fall, um... Follow. Follow, yeah. yeah. Um, like, listen, they're fine. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're ten out of ten. I'll put it that way. If okay. if I can save myself some some credibility in in the game reverse. <laughs> if you had to live in the world of the last game you played, what world would that be? Oh, I would be screwed because I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread recently. I don't know if you've played any of those games. I um. Enough. They're they're kind of like uh, platforming survival horror two D side scroller games, um, oh, and God. Dread takes place on a planet that's filled with uh, deadly parasites uh, that can infect people, take over their bodies, and then turn them into mutant killing machines. Um, and only Samus is immune to them, so I'd be dead <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of sucks, but you know, at least it's an interesting world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you could delete one video game forever, what would it be? No spoilers. I'm not going to say any of the Bethesda games because they're kind of important uh, for for a lot of reasons. And I think if you're just like, I'm just going to delete all of them. You're kind of forgetting that, you know, you know, Morrowind built the way for Oblivion and Oblivion is this like big open world and it contributes a lot to the sphere of gaming. Again, with like Fallout, whatever, like it completely revitalizes uh, this old series. And without Fallout, I, I don't get the Outer Worlds, which is a game I actually really, really like. Um, hmm. It's, it's kind of a tough one because... I'm trying to remember it, like, even if I don't like the game, like, for instance, I don't like MOBAs, like, I've never really gotten into any of them, but I can't say StarCraft, because StarCraft's pretty important to Blizzard, as is Warcraft, and you don't get a lot of these other things because of that. Um, You know what i delete, and I don't think anyone would care whatsoever? Like, all of the Bubsy games. 
I don't think they're important at all. Like, I don't think they ever added anything to platformers or 3D games. I think mm-hmm. they're... I think everybody will unequivocally agree with me that Bubsy sucks. Like, it's... They're bad games. <laughs> like, unequivocally bad. So I think I can... Com- and there's, like, four of them, which is weird. So I think if I could delete Bubsy 1, um, no one would care. I don't think it would affect... Uh, gaming as a whole <laughs> and if anything people would probably thank me because they're bad <laughs> and then you don't get that terrible Bubsy cartoon which is which is a nice knock on effect I think mm. do you think uh, PC players uh, are superior over controller players uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of can't like I'm I've I've never really made it any uh secret that I adore consoles. Like I grew up on uh, the Mega Drive, I grew up on uh, PlayStation 1 and Game Boys and sh- stuff like that. Um I think I think with PC like it, it's it's a very specific individual that takes full advantage of of a PC. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think the the consumer that they're aiming for is you do not want want to uh, budge on any aspect of your gaming experience. Like you really do want like a fully tailored experience. Uh, Whereas in console games, you just want to play a game that's given to you. So I wouldn't really say any of them are superior as much as they're completely different sort of like mentalities. Um, Cause you know, I've, I've been playing on a PC now for like maybe the last like, three years but i still like have like uh ps5 and switch and all that um so i think ultimately you know if there's games on either platform that you know you're attracted to i don't think you should hold yourself to the idea that i can only play pc i can only play uh console or whatever try it all kids accept drugs <laughs> stay in school <laughs> uh. What would uh what needs to be done by gaming companies, streaming networks like Twitch for female streamers or female content creators, should I say? It's interesting. I was reading this and I was thinking about it earlier on because it's it's an interesting question. I think if you the obvious answer is women should toughen up or whatever, you know, like you get that really detractive sort of statement online or games aren't for girls. Um and first of all, that's bullshit. Because I think if you disregard the impact women have had on gaming, either via like their representation in it, like again, we were talking about Metroid, and the big thing about that is at the end of the first Metroid, it's revealed Samus is a woman. You know, she takes off her helmet, and then you're supposed to be like, holy crap, I was a girl the entire time. That's amazing. Um, and then you're kind of disregarding the impact someone like Roberta Williams had who worked at a Sierra and made stuff like King's Quest and Space Quest and or produced Space Quest, I should say, and a few other things. Um, and, you know, there's been this massive movement. And then when you move sort of into, I think, like the 90s with the PlayStation 1 and 2 and sort of uh, mid, early to mid 2000s, you see like this major trend of um, gatekeeping in it and i think that we never really moved past that and then that seeped into companies which then trickles down into switch so it's a question of because you know twitch is constantly trying to correct itself in in what it makes like there's i don't know if you've seen any of this amaranth stuff recently um which which is like a whole thing in and of itself you know like the the idea of like hot tub streams is it like yeah you know, content is it not content? Is it just lewd shit? Um, I think you're asking the wrong question there. Um, where again, you you've provided people with this platform where they can do so much, um, and you know, it's hard because you're never really going to be able to to get rid of all of the bad eggs um, because people are going to create fake accounts or whatever. But I think. You know, it's it's how a company presents itself moving forward. Like, how do you, as as a platform, deal with people when they do some truly horrible things? And some truly horrible things have happened on on Twitch. And yet, you know, I think 
you men have done a lot worse on Twitch than Amaranth. I think that's a great example where she was fully within the confines of what Twitch allowed. And then you have other people who got like drunk on stream and took out a gun. And then next year they're back, <laughs> which is pretty, it's pretty fucked up. So I think. Or getting anything... raided up by police as well. If you do Oh, a hundred percent. And like, it was happening to everybody and it was really fucking terrifying. And nowadays you like, again, I, I don't want it to seem like I'm a major Amaranth fan, but you have to admit like some, and I had the same thing with Bella Delphine, where those two individuals, even though they're completely different, are fascinating to me in that they're not like, if you're getting upset, you have to realize that they're not doing anything wrong and they're not doing anything that's gross. I think if anything, you know, I'm not saying they're making the statement, but they are showing that there's this really sort of if you're going, oh, that's like fucked up, it's degenerate, it's like, you know, shilling, it's like simping or whatever. People are watching that. Like a massive amount of people are watching that or buying game of bathwater. So is it a question of, you know, this isn't allowed on the platform because there's a massive kind of want for it? Mm-hmm. I guess my main point is they really need to treat people equally, which they haven't really. Isn't hasn't there been like a whole thing of rapes that have been led by yeah, anti uh, LGBTQ plus like uh, groups that just harass people that are like transgender and shit like that on Twitch. Um, yes, I yeah. haven't had that, or any, any of my friends who are in the community have it, but um, I've heard about it because people are like, "Oh, these these spots." Yeah, you it's need to yeah, it's terrifying, and like the fact that like now like hate has been made automated, like that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, no, thankfully, I had a moderator that has like found a list of all the names. Oh, and badass! They've copied it for me, and they've banned them all on my stream. Yeah, thankfully. And so, I think but, like that's, um, I, I mean, it is kind kind of a you know, you know, sinking ship sort of thing with a bucket of water. Like, I don't think you're ever gonna really be rid of it, but it would be helpful to know definitively what like that platform stance is on it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Because YouTube's really good about banning your ass. No, Oh yeah, like I mean, obviously there are like some some people that slip through the cracks. Like there's obviously like a Logan Paul where oh. how the fuck is that guy still making content? You know, uh, I prefer I don't like his butter. Oh yeah, Jake and Logan. I mean, like I don't think Jake ever did anything that was actually illegal and you know morally uh, conscionable. Like showing a dead body on actual YouTube and laughing at it, or I just don't like neither of them. Oh <laughs> no, they're they're bad eggs, man. I haven't heard anything that they're doing recently. The last time I heard about uh, Logan Paul, he was calling out, I think Conor McGregor for like a boxing match. I um, think that's the younger brother. One or the other. They one. basically blend together in my head. Like they're so <laughs> not a personality that they're just one amorphous blob. That is just really equally unpleasant. I know they were offering a million dollars for the match, and I'm like, that's not even worth. It's not really a lot of money for Conor McGregor, is it? Even if he is like out there snorting it every weekend, I feel like you make a lot more by just doing your Budweiser advertisements, or you know, do you know what's anything else? I saw a TikTok today about Conor McGregor and he met Johnny Depp in a nightclub during the weekend and he forced Johnny Depp to drink his whiskey. Why does he keep doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Just, just stop. (laughs) Mm. Mm. You you don't need to do that. Like, it just, it kind of, it kind of screams to me of like that really fragile male ego sort of thing. Yeah where they need to be the best and they need to be seen succeeding. Yeah. And it's just like, you're already huge. It doesn't matter what you do from now. Like, it literally does not matter <laughs> at all. And it's the same with the polls. Like, you know, you have enough money. You don't need to, like, scam people with these, like, cryptocurrency scams or anything. Like, when is enough enough? Um, I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> Well, have you learned from your mistakes in uh, making your YouTube uh, creation? Um, I think 
I think mainly it's to kind of know when to pull back and when to kind of go like full hog into, you know, a bit or a joke uh, to kind of like look at something. And maybe it's the editor in my brain that's going, do we really need this like 30 seconds here? Do you need this joke here or there? Um, You know, like what's kind of self-indulgent? And the other point um, is to always, whatever you can do to the best of your abilities, because you know, I'm I'm on like another uh, Reddit for like small YouTube channels, so it's anybody sub a thousand uh, subs, and part of part of the way you get, and it's actually really clever how it's set up. You have to uh, provide feedback on videos to get like uh, the subreddit's currency to post. So you need three of its currency. So basically, three people need to uh, react to the criticism you give. Um, which is a great idea because I've been on other ones where people just spam uh, links all day and there's like zero upvotes and nobody watches anything because they're all just posting there. Um, but, you know, if if you can make your audio, because that's the thing, when you start out, you're not going to get everything right because a lot of people, even tutor- people that do tutorials on this stuff, uh, they leave out stuff that is obvious to them because they've been doing stuff for years, right? Um, mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, well, obviously you don't need to tell someone where to safely download YouTube footage because we already do that. Like it took me until I was actually working in my nine to five to find a piece of software that didn't give me malware by looking at it to safely and correctly download uh, YouTube footage. By the way, if anybody's listening and they're curious, uh, Uni Converter is the name of it. It's a great piece of software. You can burn DVDs on it as well. That's neither here nor there. I just think that's kind of neat. <laughs> um, so it's constantly like, if someone, if one person's telling you, I hate this, it's bad, right? Like one person out of like, let's say 20 people watch yourself and only one person is saying, I hate this, it's bad. If you upload another thing and the same person is saying, you know, I didn't really like the audio, it took me out of it, and then another person saying that, the person that's just saying, I hated it, was terrible, that's not good criticism. The people that are saying, hey, listen, I can't hear you during the, when when you mix in music, it's it's disorientating. Or, hey, one, one thing I got, and I didn't add it until I was like a few videos in, was actual like music from the games into it. Uh, and the reason I didn't was because I didn't feel comfortable like mixing it and it saved me time not picking it. But enough people were telling me, hey, you should put music. And then it's just like, okay, that's a legitimate concern as opposed to someone that goes, you're not funny and I hate you. <laughs> and you get a lot of that, you're not funny or I hate you on platforms like YouTube and Reddit or whatever. And it's important to know that there will be the occasional group of people in those comments that are telling you, why they may not like it as much as you do, you know? And I think it's 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 a skill to kind of separate yourself and be like, I 100% agree with this guy here when he says that. And I yeah. knew it was wrong when I went in and I should have fixed it. And I think if you're not fixing it or people are constantly telling you, I hit my mic, sorry, <laughs> that one thing is bad or one thing is good, but then, and that's another thing, right? Like I always try to like establish that I'm giving good critique by going, here's what you're doing right. Because as soon as you see like people giving you like six or seven different pieces of criticism, like here's what I didn't like and they're all different, you're going to spiral and you're going to try and change everything. Realistically, you're doing at least one thing right. And I don't want someone to go back to the drawing board and throw out the stuff that I liked or I thought was good. Um, so it's kind of finding that balance. And like I said, finding it has really helped me. Like I redid all my thumbnails, like maybe like a week and a half ago because people were constantly telling me, I don't want to click on this because it's generic or I don't get it or it doesn't make me want to watch. So I spent like two and a half weeks working on that. Um, and again, immediately I got a comment about it. Someone said, Hey, I've noticed that you changed these and they look great. And I think when you take that on board and you implement it and you get it right, there's there's kind of a little bit of a high to it. Like, fuck yeah, I got it right. <laughs> or maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I got that. No, I got yeah, you know that. what I mean. Like, I, like when I was doing the pod, when I was doing a podcast, I should say, not the podcast. Um, people would tell us, "Hey, it's there's good content." 
content here, but they're like an hour and a half long. Just make it like half an hour to 45 minutes. And as soon as we did that, people didn't really have too much wrong to say. We just didn't have an audience. Mm-hmm. That was the only yeah. downside. Yeah. But yeah, podcasts are different beasts altogether. What would you, well, I guess you kind of answered it in a way in, in you talking about that there, but what would be your advice for a new content creator and streamer? Actually, I, I usually have a different piece because people are like, you know, how, how, do I, how do I start? And this might sound really condescending and vague, but you, need, you literally need to make one video, right? You need, to, you need to make one and no matter how bad or good it is or how much you hate it or love it, you need to put it out there and then you need to start on another one. I think, you know, there's that thing that you don't know you'll like something until you do it like three times. And again, after my third one, I was uploading a video every month. I think I only missed one last October uh, for uh, personal reasons. Um, And, you know, people are like, hey, listen, I don't think this is good or whatever. Uh, And a lot of times I think people don't really know what they're asking. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, how do I make videos like you? And realistically, I can't tell you how to make videos like me <laughs> because then I'm going to lose my audience. But if you, like, just literally just put pen to paper and you'll see whether or not you like it or hate it after, like, three times or whatever. Um, and you'll, you know, it's it's the type of thing where I'm not going to tell someone to rush out and buy, like, a $200 microphone because I don't know what people's financial situations are. Um, but if someone, like, I've had a friend who's been trying to start, like, making videos, and he goes, I just can't do this and that. I'm like, what are you actually looking at right now? Because you're telling me you've done all this stuff and you've done all this prep work, but it sounds, you're, you, I think a bit of tough love usually helps as well. It's just like, you need to actually make it. Because at this point, you're telling me you have a script, you've recorded it, you've done the research, you just need to finish it. Like, because you're just going to hit a point of diminishing returns where you need to just get it out because it's never going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like, you're never going to have, like, it's shined to a diamond gleam. There's always going to be something you don't like about a video. Um, And I think as long as you're addressing that moving forward, um, that's great. You know, if you can learn something from a video other than like what you're trying to put out there, I think that's really cool. Um, and, you know, Lord knows I've done that. <laughs> like I said, after the second video, I was just like, I completely bollocks this up. Um, so I need to start again. I need to start fresh. I need to completely redo how I've been doing them. And I think I've kind of gotten into a pretty good flow. Um, and also watch other people, you know, Um there's that quote like uh copying one person is what is it it's is uh plagiarism copying several people is research and i'm no different like you i think if you dissect what i'm doing you can see there's a lot of dna of various people uh that i've like watched their videos and i'm like i like what they do and how they do it um but i think the important thing is that i'm no one person uh like there's shades of nakey jakey there's a little bit of john tron there's some high top films there's some game over thinker or some mr sunday movies um and you know it kind of can all coalesce into a singular sort of thing but don't kind of just look at someone and go hey i want to be nakey jakey because no one can be nakey jakey he's insane (laughs) so that's not something you can emulate just try to make videos your way and if you're going, hey, I like that bit from this guy, but I also like that bit from that guy, you're on the right track. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan with your street or YouTube? I should say not stream. In- 601, isn't it? Uh, eventually, I'd like to kind of implement streaming into it. I think right now I'm a little bit scared because it's, it's a different vibe with uh, streaming. It's kind of... The kind of way I've seen it is it's like theater acting to on like on camera where you see a lot of people that come from a theater background are much more confident in TV and film, right? Because there's not that pressure of a bunch of people watching you. Um, And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, that my stuff is very off the cuff. It's not. 
there's about like a script that has been revised three or four different times um and has been shined as much as i can um <laughs> and you know i can control it in post i can like help when i stumble or whatever uh and you know make it as good as i can that i just don't really have when i stream um so it's not really i'm never gonna stream <laughs> i think after a certain point i'm gonna have to i'd i'd like to if there was the, an audience there to do like a Q&A sort of thing, like a, an AMA sort of thing, that I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, because I, I've got some really nice people in my comment section, like genuinely, like really, really cool people. And I've even had more recently a dude be like, hey, I made a video. Will you check it out? And I know for a fact that this guy has been sending me comments like for six or seven videos so he's legit and i'm like yeah more than happy to let's let's fucking go bro um so it'd be cool to kind of stream as for uh video wise what's coming next i'm working on something that i think is really really cool um it's been a fucking nightmare to work on <laughs> if i'm honest and I, if people listen to this and they're in it, because there's a few different like uh, voices I've used in it, you were not the issue. Um, none of you were the issue. The issue was I didn't properly plan this and it was a real nightmare to do. And I'm in the process of right now where I'm editing it and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's no one's issue but my own and I need to get out of that headspace. But I genuinely think it's it's one of them. It's It's probably different. I'll say that like it's a little bit different, which is probably why it was so interesting to work on. Um, I don't know why I'm hiding it. It's probably going to be done by the time this is out. I'm working on a documentary. <laughs> so like a short, like a little YouTube documentary on uh, loot boxes. And, you know, I got to work with some really cool people, like a few people I've worked with uh, on stuff before. Uh, a mate of mine, Marcus, is reading quotes in it. Uh, I had a voice actor that I've worked with before called Nicole B. Sings who is just incredible. Like, I I absolutely love working with her. Uh, a few workmates and uh, someone I've actually kind of, like, looked up to on YouTube um, since I found him. Uh, really nice guy. He didn't have to be a part of this, like, genuinely. If he had told me to fuck off, he was more than in his rights to say that because um, I, was, I was taking a gamble. And ever since then, he's been super, super cool uh every time i've interacted with them um so yeah uh hopefully uh after this i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> genuinely <laughs> i have other scripts ready to go but i think i might just i might i might take a knee for a bit i'm not saying i'm gonna miss anything but i might just kind of detox because it's not that i haven't written any scripts that i like but there's just some stuff i kind of want to like take a look at and tweak and change a little bit and also I kind of want to just play games. <laughs> like I was playing a Metroid Dread there on Saturday, and the last game I'd bought then was Death Stranding. Have you ever played that? I haven't. No. Uh, Death Stranding is like it's from the guy that made Metal Gear Solid, and it was this whole like big deal. And people were like it's either the worst game ever, it's the best game ever. And I was playing it, and I was just like, I no thing this game. There's it's whatever. It's an interesting sort of like setup system of like a hiking simulator, but it's got a really weird ass story that I don't care about. Um, and I was just like, hey, I can make a video on this. And just the thought of having to play it for like 12 hours or 20 or whatever, I was just like, I can't do it. And then I started playing Metroid Dread and I was like, this is badass, man. This is great. I'm like, is this what it's like playing games? I'm like, oh boy. Uh, so I might just, you know, I might, I might just take a knee. I might just either make a video on something that I really, really like because there's another script I have that I've probably sat on for like six months. Um, and I know if if I make it, uh, I'm going to love every minute of it. <laughs> but again, it's just like, is there an audience for that? And I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to make whatever I want. And that's been kind of fun, <laughs> if I'm quite honest. Because I think one thing people have seen in, in my videos is that there's no real consistency in what I'm about. Like, for instance, if you watch someone like uh, The Act Man or G-Man Lives, 
they're all into like their first person shooters, right? Like occasionally they might delve into something else, but they're FPS guys. I went from Bioshock, which is an FPS, to uh, I think it was it was uh, GTA. Then I did another open world, and then somehow down the line I ended up doing Spider Man and Ratchet and Clank and Ghost of Tsushima and stuff I think is interesting. And I think I th- I think that's where it shines through. If you're making something mm. you like and it's you think it's kick ass. Fuck it, just make it. <laughs> yeah. Follow your dreams, kids. And what? Well, well, I mean, this is just a question I thought of now. What, what's your favorite Bioshock game? Uh, I think it's probably contrarian to say, but I think one just perfectly like nails everything. I think it's it's a super. Again, I I think if I I made like a, a fifteen minute video on it, um, and it held my attention for that long, and it stayed with me. And I yeah. think uh, people have asked me about that. And I think I made that out of spite because people were like, oh, what if there was a Bioshock movie? And I'm like, why do you want a movie I don't of a game you you've already played? <laughs> yeah. And we'll yeah. also miss the point. It's the same with the, like, I don't have a problem with, with the idea of the uh, Last of Us TV series. I would have appreciated it if it wasn't about Joel and Ellie, because as a world, you can go anywhere there, right? Like you can do anything and it's, it's a pandemic that affects the world. So why wouldn't you make, you know, the last of us with two new characters in like Mexico or Alaska or, you know, the, the West or something, something like that, just two different characters and two different perspectives rather than stretching out the game I've already played like yeah. back in 2013 into like a six part HBO series. I'm sure it's going to be good. Like I love Pedro Pascal. Like that guy could like stab yeah. me and I'd apologize to him. <laughs> he seems so cool. I like him in stuff. He's bad in like, I loved wonder woman 84. He's oh, great. He's so in it. Oh so my good. God. I would, I, I would watch party that shit any day of the week. Um, there's just so much. I like about that objectively terrible movie. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, now I got excited because I'm going to go see uh, Venom, not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's going to be so terribly amazing. I just like terrible stuff. (laughs) Was it it reviewed really badly or I haven't seen any of the reviews? I feel like people are like hot and cold on it. Some people are saying it's like the best rom-com of like the last like 10 years or something like that. And I feel like that's just people clowning on me. Like that that can't be a good good thing, can it? (laughs) no I maybe mean, it I is would... maybe it is you know I'll, I'll, sure. I'll watch anything i everybody thought detective pikachu was going to be bad and it was incredible i loved it it was great Did you see detective pikachu so good so good i loved it <laughs> i was i was ready to brawl with my friend when he was just like mm, didn't care for it and i was just like you about to catch hands boy <laughs> like i was i was ready to fight him in that car park <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if if it was like a really bad review, there's a movie coming out in Ireland, I think this week, yeah. weekend, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which is oh, a musical theater. <laughs> I've uh, heard such yeah. terrible things about that adaptation. I'm not going to see it because I, I mean, I kind, I read the book of yeah. the musical. Because you're you're a fan, I've seen from your Twitter that you, you're a musical uh, lover yeah, yourself. Yeah, I, I, I was I was in Dublin this or I should say last weekend to see a mm-hmm. musical. I've been wanting to see in the last three years, which was unreal to think that I actually got to go. But yeah. um, it was more the the. I mean, I I don't particularly think I would go and see this musical the the movies on mm-hmm. about. And I read the book and I was like, this is a bit weird. Yeah, I had the same thing. I was in New York maybe like two years ago. And one of the last things I did was I went to go see uh, a show on Broadway. It was incredible. Like if anybody's ever in uh, New York, uh, if you go to Times Square, yeah, Times Square, on Sundays they like sell tickets for like kind of cheap at like that like uh, step stand. Um, And just go to anything because it's going to be amazing. But we went to see uh, Waitress. I don't know if you've oh, you've yes, ever seen it's that. Coming to, it's coming on tour to Dublin. I have tickets for that because I went with my mum in New York. And for her birthday, I think like two years ago, I bought like tickets to Waitress, like the original show. Obviously, mm-hmm. the pandemic happens. Uh, we can't go. <laughs> and <laughs> we're, go- we're going in January, luckily, I think. January or, or February of uh, next year. So, But someone told me, hey, you know, there's a Waitress movie. And I'm like, I'm sure it's good. 
uh because you know you're one obviously wrote and starred in it and directed it uh yeah. real passion project sort of thing i'm sure it's great i cannot imagine anything better than actually sitting down and watching it um and it's the same with like i haven't like what seen anything of uh book of mormon yet and i have tickets for that uh in december um i, so... I i'm not going to see that oh no no i don't particularly i mean I, I've just listened to Hello and that's it. I, I mm. think it's a bit cheesy. But um, yeah. I mean, I went to see Six, which is about King Henry's six wives. Oh, wow. Mention Henry. It's all about the women and it's about the kind of female empowerment. And I, that's I, like I, badass, I, man. It, honest to God, I, I, I went and I was in like the, the stalls, which is like upstairs, and I was in the yeah. front. I got the perfect view of the cast. And yeah. it was, it was. I mean, I was going to see it in London in 2019 and I didn't get to see it because it was sold out. It's literally so popular. Yeah. And um, it was it was like, honestly, the best thing I cried, which sounds really cool. You, no, I, I mean, when but, when we saw Waitress, like uh, the bits of like her husband at home, like I was um, like actually like I was terrified. And yeah. I know it's a play and they're just actors and they're just reading from a script. But again, I think that's something that, you know, doesn't translate as much because there's a layer of separation whereas like when you're actually there and sitting down um it's it's incredible you know even even yeah. stuff that i didn't think i would like uh i saw like kinky boots like oh, uh, i saw that too it's a year and a half ago I, I knew nothing about it i just knew i had tickets and i think that's kind of the best way to absorb this sort of stuff just go in yeah. sit down and enjoy it like just completely sort of just turn your brain off and get into that world and you know may, maybe one day i'll accidentally go to a bad musical um like I cats think i think cats is bad well, isn't it <laughs> i won't be seeing that one now to be fair i mean um after six it's uh the headers yeah um which i would love to gone this week as well mm -hmm. but um but then what else is coming to dublin i mean lion king's coming back yeah, we were it's thinking of getting tickets for that, and then I think someone was just like, it's, it's so passe. It's a bit long. <laughs> yeah, I've um, heard that. But um, Lima's Rab is coming in February, so I might go and see that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I mean, like, next time I'm over in the UK, like, because the last two times I've been in London, I've always regretted not going to the West End. Um, yeah. So next time I go, maybe, uh, maybe I'll take in the matinee. You know what? I was kicking myself because last the first time I was in London, it was a Sunday. We could have gotten tickets and school was school of rock was on. And yeah. I have heard nothing but good things about that production. It's actually coming to Dublin. Do you know that? Oh, for real? No, I didn't yeah, know that. It's coming to Dublin. It's coming to June next year. By the way, if any of my fans uh, or if I have fans are listening to this, I bet you didn't know I liked musicals. There's there's a curveball for you. The weird <laughs> seller troll that puts anime jokes in his dumb videos about video games likes musicals <laughs> there you go kids a different shade of gray <laughs> yeah no i mean but uh, i mean i sundays because i went to london mm -hmm. 2019 i remember i wanted to go to another one i only went to see the one show but i was like tempted to go to another one even by myself and like sundays is the quieter day they're off so there yeah. isn't many shows on so i was like uh just taking a matinee. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. not? <laughs> but um, I think I, the only Bioshock game I've ever watched was Bioshock Infinite. I think Infinite's good. I think it's. It's I, good for I, times, but like it's great. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think if I replayed it now uh, that I've absorbed so much like multi dimensional stuff, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. As a kid, I was. Because that's the thing, right? There's been a lot of stuff that I've approached and bounced off. And a lot of times it's been because of my maturity. Um, like famously, I was just like, I don't know if, you, if you're if you an anime fan at all. Um, I'm but, not really. I'm trying yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get into. I'll give you that. Um, I, I got into it young and I was mainly into, oh, sick Dragon Ball Z and crap like that. And when someone told me, hey, you should watch Evangelion, I was like, what the hell is this shit? And I didn't get it at all. And it came back to Netflix like a, a year ago with like a new English dub. I was just like, I'll give it another chance. And I became obsessed with it because now I get it. Like I get what it's like to be like a 16 year old kid and 
uh, be like just angsty and feel like a piece of shit all the time <laughs> and why like that's not exactly a healthy mindset to be in and then it was kind of the perfect time to get into Evangelion as well because you had like the Netflix series and then they brought back the two movies and then like Amazon Prime finished off like the series um, and I mean if anybody is interested I don't think you should start on Evangelion at all <laughs> It's a really weird piece of media that's really sad and depressing. And despite the fact that every single poster looks like it's about giant robots, it's not about <laughs> giant robots. It's about depression. <laughs> and it's pretty heavy. Um, and again, like the same thing with Bioshock. Like I enjoyed like the bam bam shooty parts. And then like looking back on it now uh, that I'm more mature and, you know, having an a, appreciation for like the works of like Karl Marx. I'm not a communist. I'm just saying he wrote some good books and I think you can't really not read them and then just say, you're a fucking communist. You kind of have to open yourself to other forms of thinking. That's my point. And it's the same with Ayn Rand. Like the entirety of Rapture is uh, like a Randian uh, nightmare and it shows why that system of government doesn't work. And I think if you're not looking at that piece and going, oh yeah, that's, a pretty weird way of living and again with uh, infinite where it's like this is trippy and it's multi-dimensional and i kind of understand what the point of it is now or i'd like to think i do <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah and... Good game. <laughs> uh, what would uh advice would you give to yourself who is starting to do youtube all over again oh that is a tough one because we'd probably be looking at me when I was like 16. Um, I've always been a big proponent of when people are like, would you do it again? I'm like, listen, no. <laughs> However, it's important that I did do it. It's like I can't undo it and I don't think I should be allowed to in any which way. So I guess probably just go, listen, you're gonna fuck up you're gonna get things wrong or you're not gonna like what you make um but it's important that you do that because eventually at some point you'll make something you don't completely despise and that's pretty g um which you know <laughs> yeah i think that i think people are like you need to get everything right the first time you do it and i would say there's a lot more to learn in failure than success for as pretentious as that sounds. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. No, thank you for having me on. I had a great time. What a fantastic way to spend an evening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no worries. I look forward to when it comes out. Um, thanks for having me on, Shay, <laughs> and letting me ramble. <laughs> do you have any? Uh, do you want to share your socials to? Anyone? Yeah, totally. Uh, I am at Kev underscore G or E E N E on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me on the YouTube. It's just Kevin Green. Uh, look up the brilliance of Bioshock if you want to see where I started, uh, and Ratchet and Clank being better or being good enough. I think is the name of the video if you want to see my most recent stuff. And uh, look out for my documentary on loot boxes i think it's going to be pretty good and i hope people don't yell at me for making fun of fifa that's a Hopefully legitimate not. concern i've had <laughs> already oh, gosh. oh yeah there are a lot of fifa fans i'm like oh this could no, go this, sideways real quick <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah thanks for having me on <laughs> <laughs> no problem no problem at all Thank you so much, Kevin, for doing the podcast. I do appreciate it. And don't forget to follow him on his social media. And also, I do want to apologize. Sorry if you heard a crackling. There was interference in the internet uh, on Discord as we were recording the podcast. So I couldn't do anything about that. Neither We couldn't do anything about it at all. But uh, just please don't forget to follow Kevin. And check him out on his YouTube content. Personally, look at it look at his youtube um video of spider-man it's so well made and so well edited and he was very well spoken tonight so even though he was nervous he did so well so please check him out thank you so much for watching or watching listening i guess watching listening uh this week's podcast episode um with that i'll see you all next week 
Don't forget to check me out on my own socials at Shalano on Twitter and on Twitch at Shalano Gaming for Instagram uh, and anything else. Please don't forget also to review this on um, is it Apple Apple Podcasts as well and share it on around in your socials. It would mean a lot as it would help the podcast be more noticeable. And with that, I'll see you guys all very soon. Have a lovely day, night, evening or week, wherever you are. I'll see you guys all next week. Bye.